Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers. A podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday. I'm Dave Hopper. And I'm Ashley Kinsey. Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer, and wine. You hungry yet? Huh, I'm always hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week. We've got gelato sliders in the fridge. We're joined today by Miss Deanna Fox. And Mr. Rocco DeFazio, thank you thank so you. much for joining us today. Our Thanks. pleasure. Um, first of all, I'm partially chewing because I'm having a gelato slider and they're amazing and you have to try them. But my first question has to do with Italian don'ts. You talked a little bit, <laughs> <in the laughs> you talked a little bit in the Vox Pop episode about odd things like someone, Ray Graf, suggested Pepsi and sauce oh, <laughs> Pepsi. and Sugar. some other crazy Sugar. things. Sugar. He meant he was sugar yeah so are there any things any adaptations to recipes that where you'd have the basic recipe is clearly italian and then as soon as you add this ingredient or as soon as you change this one thing it's no longer italian are mm. there any things that are like that any recipes that are like that well you see a lot of um italian fusion so you see somebody make a bolognese sauce but they'll put curry powder in it and it's like, well, <laughs> that's good, but it's not really Italian anymore. And a lot of Italian food is fusion food because of the, as we mentioned on the on the show, the regionality, the changes in borders, the clashing of cultures. So on those border regions, you do have things that are half Italian, half Greek, or they're Austrian and Italian or German and Italian. But um, more modern, I'd say, interpretations really do kind of bastardize what Italian food actually is. Yeah, like I wouldn't add sriracha sauce to. Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's no. Yeah, if you want, if you want heat, you add crushed red pepper. Right. Yeah. Or you know, calabria and hot peppers. Right. You know, use the ingredient because they're distinctive flavors, and people have been using these ingredients for hundreds of years, and there's a reason why they use them. And yeah, sriracha sauce, for example, <laughs> or mustard. <laughs> I've never seen a mustard in an Italian recipe, believe Really? Me. I bet you could. Hmm. What do you think? I haven't either. Never seen mustard. No. Right. Well, that's why I don't like mustard then. That's what I'm going <laughs> yeah, thank you. Only on hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never ketchup. Mm-hmm. So if one is the ingredient that makes a pizza not a pizza anymore, I'm sure you've gotten some crazy requests at the Fazio's. People like all this kind of stuff on pizza. Like... <laughs> I think there was one time I told a person I wasn't going to make that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that's what it is. Plastic cheese, I called it. Plastic <laughs> cheese. Plastic cheese. It's uh, vegan cheese. Wow. Is your son going to have an issue with this? John, no, because he, he just won't add cheese. And I and I brought him up like that. If don't, because this woman, that's what it was. She came in with this cheese product but it wasn't cheese it was plastic i told her (laughs) (laughs) and i told her i would not contaminate my (laughs) food station with (laughs) that ingredient Mm -hmm. and i just said no i'm not gonna do it i'm not making it i said just don't have it with cheese Mm -hmm. yeah i love pizza with no mozzarella on it Mm -hmm. i love it i put i told her i said i sat her down i said now listen (laughs) Don't use that. That's evil. I said, what you want to do <laughs> is a little extra sauce, okay? Put some sautéed spinach, put some calamati olives, mm-hmm. put some mushrooms, maybe whatever, and 
that's it. You don't need a pizza and you don't have to put cheese on it. And that stuff is evil. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco, talk about your um, disdain for Parmesan cheese. Tell them about what oh, the real Parmesan stuff is. cheese. Yeah. Par- Parmesan. Yeah, uh, we are from southern Italy, so our thing is pecorino romano because mm-hmm. it, it's goat's milk. And it's South Troy white gold. It's South, and as the firemen <laughs> call it, I want a nickel bag of that South Troy white gold when they come in. Or give us that dime bag of the white gold. And it has such a, doesn't it, Deanna? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. See, now all, now you see, We're all eating except for Rocco, so we're just going to let Yeah, we're going to let Rocco talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, and my father's family used to make it, you know, because they owned sheeps and goats and the cheese it just has such a wonderful flavor and it's so good for you where parmesan cheese you know reggiano parmesano you know it's made with cow's milk goat's milk has so much flavor my grandma was from naples and she always had romano thank you and you and they knew what they were doing oh yeah you know they knew and it's not like Reggiano Parmigiano is like, I don't know now, 20 something dollars a pound. No, man. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, great pecorino. You could get it for, we sell, you know, it's $11 a bag, you know, where if the same size bag would cost you like 20 something dollars. And you're not getting the flavor. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Parmesan, <laughs> Parmesan cheese guy. <laughs> You can mispronounce that one, Parmesan. <laughs> Parmesan cheese. So, Ashley, you were talking about the don'ts of Italian cooking. Like, mm-hmm. when is it not Italian? But I think there are just some, like, basic tenets of Italian cooking that people don't follow. Like, when they cook their pasta, and Rocco, you can speak to this, too. They cook their pasta till it's perfectly... The way that it would come out of the pan is how you'd want it to taste in your mouth or how you'd want it to... The texture of your mouth. Um, and they drain it, and they get rid of all their cooking water. Right. And they don't salt... They only put a little tiny pinch of salt in, and you got to make it like seawater. You really have to salt that. Um, so when you cook your pasta, like if you're just making spaghetti, you want it to be just cooked because you want to add that into your sauce and let the the rest of the cooking process happen in the sauce and right. absorb those flavors. And you save your cooking water. It has a lot of starch in it, um, so Flavor. it will loosen. Yeah, it loosens up everything, but then it also helps to bind the sauce to the the pasta. Right. Um, so I think like things like that, people. And a pinch, a pinch of salt is not your forefinger and your thumb. It's every <laughs> finger but your pinky. And you pick that up like your goose and your honey, and you really add a couple good pinches of water in there. What do you say? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the key is a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And get that water boiling, mm-hmm. throw it in. I'm doing three, it four, right. Three, four <laughs> minutes, bang, you know, little. Mm-hmm. You know, bite to right. it, and and then I like what I like to do is heat my sauce, throw it in my sauce, warm it up mm-hmm. more, and like she said, add a little bit of that uh, water, the starchy water, and man, is it good. Yeah. So what about I've seen some people make the pasta and sauce separate and keep them separate until serving time, but I, I like to dump it all together and mix it all together. Oh yeah. It, is there is that an Italian don't or is it just some people prefer it? Some and... people prefer it. I know some, a lot of people come back from Italy and what they do, that other step they do, a lot of the chefs in the restaurant, they will get the pasta, put it in butter, right? Oh yeah, that sounds great. 
You ever seen that? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Butter's wonderful. Italian <laughs> butter. So you get, put it in some butter, then put it in the sauce. Mm -hmm. That really enriches mm -hmm. the the right? Right? Mm -hmm. well, there's an Italian butter called plugra, which sounds like a like a disease, um, <laughs> but it's plugra. And uh, it's just, I don't know why it's different, but it's so, it's almost like if you have Irish butter and it's really that rich golden color. I don't know if it's just what the cows are grazing the, on the, or the, what. Yeah, it, it, it's the what they're fed. And... and you can find it. It's, you know, I wouldn't probably at big chain grocery stores, you can't find it, but at co-ops and things like that, you usually yeah. can find it. And it's so warm. try that next time. Yeah. Pasta, butter, then the sauce. Wow. Mm -hmm. That really rich. I don't think up. a person in my house would object <laughs> to that. <laughs> Butter, no. So the cool thing about pasta and kind of what we were talking about uh, on the show is the regionality of it all. And so oh, pasta is yeah. like a southern Italian thing and it kind of fled north. But usually when you sit down for an Italian meal, it's like four courses. So you have your, you know, antipasti um, and that changes based on where you are. And then you have a pasta course and... Uh, in the north, you'll have like pasta and bruto, which is pasta, little little bits of like pastine pasta in a broth. And then as you kind of go south, you start to see like the rich tomato sauces and, you know, the, the middle kind of Tuscan area of the country. Uh, it's a lot of the cream sauces. And um, then you have your meat and then you have your dessert. Right. So. And see, the reason being, there wasn't a lot of meat and the families were big. So fill you up. Mm on the pasta, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Then you get a little bit of that protein because there wasn't that much. Protein's expensive. Mm -hmm. So then you get a little bit of the protein and you go, ooh, I'm full. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's have cannolis now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Water ices right. are big when they had refrigeration in Italy um, or could you keep it cold just like Italian ice. I have my mouth full of this delicious <laughs> stromboli. Thank you, Rocco. Oh, this is delicious. <laughs> I'm mumbling into my mic. Um, but not a lot of sugar. Not a lot of, oh, if no. it was like you said, it was honey. If honey. It was sugar. A yeah. lot of honey. I so. ate a ton of Italian knives growing up. Oh, so amazing. good. Mm -hmm. All the different flavors, which is mm -hmm. great. So my question for you guys is, if you wanted to go on a, since we're talking about the regionalities of Italy, if you wanted to go on like an eating tour if you're traveling to Italy, is there certain places to go, like up and down the country, that would really hit a bunch of different regions? My son without being it like two years ago. He four weeks. He started in Switzerland, in a small village that had forty people that sat on the side of a mountain in the Alps, and worked his way all the ways down to Calabria. And if you ever want to do this tour, call him and he'll tell you where to eat. And he had, he, he ate, like in Milan, he ate at a three-star Michelin. Or he would eat on a farm. And he did the same thing in Peru. He was in Peru for four weeks. And he did the same exact thing. He went from small mom-and-pop places to talking to some of the top chefs in Peru. And it's a plan. It's, it's pretty intense planning to do yeah. it. And it takes four weeks. His next trip is the Southeast Asia to do basically the same thing. Yeah, there'll be some good eating. I, wish um, I, could take I think it has to do with what your favorite Italian food is. <laughs> if you're a ravioli person or you're a, uh, you know, Milanese, veal Milanese or Parmigiana yeah. or whatever, you know, you have to think about that and then find it because you can go to Italian restaurants in Italy and they will kind of have a scattering of things. But 
it's still very regional. Oh, if you want yeah. seafood, so you know, you take a day trip to an island off the Venice coast and you sit down at these huge tables in these like little tiny restaurants and it's just family style and they bring you like, you know, what um, mixto frito and it's like the, the mixed um, calamari and shrimp and whatever's coming off the boat and they fry it really quick and some beautiful oil. But you really, if you want pizza, you have to go to, you know, Naples. And if you want, I don't know, what would you get in Rome? Anything in oh, Alfredo, you know, yeah. Oh, creamy Alfredo. That's yeah. where Alfredo sauce came from. Yeah. So you know, creamy sauces. You know, mm-hmm. sauces with a lot of cream in it. If you want gelato, you go to Florence and right. um, or Sicily. Sicily, right. very big. But in pistachio, uh, in Europe, they have this great thing. This um, designated point of origin kind of system and you'll see it like on certain cheeses they have a little mark and it's mm-hmm. an official thing and um pizza is naples like you can get pizza right. elsewhere but if you really want pizza like that's the place 1896 uh michael esposito invented cheese pizza mm-hmm. before that pizza was just bread with sauce on it then uh the story went the queen margarita queen margaret was coming through the town, and he was going to make this, put buffalo mozzarella on it, and that's where Margarita Margarita came from. Did you know that? I did not know that. Well, now you know it. Eighteen ninety six, Mike uh, Michael Esposito. Also, the colors Italy. of the Italian flag, which works out really nicely, white, red, and green. Right, yeah. right. But it, but before mm-hmm. that, there was nobody ever put cheese on pizza. It was just sauce with bread. They'd go to the bakery, put sauce on it, and manja. <laughs> it was tomato pie. Tomato pie. Tomato pie. Right. And nothing wrong with that. Nothing <laughs> wrong with tomato pie. Especially when it's good sauce, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... It's all about the sauce. That's, <laughs> thank you very much. That's why a lot of times I prefer a pizza with no mozzarella on it. Because mozzarella is probably the most bland pizza in the world. <laughs> right? Bland cheese, yeah. Bland, bland, bland. And it masks the flavor of your sauce. If there's and a I good spend ratio, a lot of time to... making my sauce. <laughs> <laughs> hours. So I need to spend more hours eating your sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell people, light on, don't ever go extra cheese. No, that's disgusting. Yikes. I don't understand the fascination with the ratio up here. Where I'm from in New Jersey, I always talked about this before. It's the bread, sauce, cheese, it's a good ratio. The sauce shines through. Up here, it's like cheese, cheese, Ugh. bread, sauce, last. A lot yeah. of places. Stuffed no. crust, pizza. Put the cheese in the crust, and it's just like it's overkill. Yeah. It's not oh pizza anywhere. It's something what the else. Hell is that? Well, yeah. <laughs> when things don't become, when they're yeah. past pizza, it's like post pizza. <laughs> so stuffed crust has, we have transcended pizza into we're something else. We're entirely second, different. second wave pizza. Yeah. <laughs> second wave pizza. <laughs> it's a new epoch of pizza. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I have a mild allergy, but my daughter is one of those that she's, I mean, she's eight, and there's just everything, anything with cheese on it, she'll eat it. Mm-hmm. Cheese, cheese, cheese. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an obsession. <laughs> Got to switch over to the sauce side. Well, for yeah. the longest time, my daughter, the only thing she would eat would, must be a girl thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. That was oh. it. Right. Yeah, we we went through the grilled cheese grilled phase. Grilled cheese, oh my god! I she doesn't like, you know, grated cheese on top of her pasta, but she likes the cheese in it. I have to put it in there and mix it, and so it melts yeah. a little bit. Yeah, she's a cheese fan. Like a baked CD would be better, right? 
Yeah, she'll eat it like that. But even if I make regular, she just, can you put some cheese in mine? Okay. Do you guys have a uh, funny story on Italian cuisine to end us on? I'm sure Rocco's got a few. I've got one. If you both want to go. Yeah, I got one. So where I grew up, I grew up in central New York. And there are some good Italian places in central New York, but none of them within an hour's drive of where I grew up. So, I, I mean, when we had pasta, it was just spaghetti with a can of, you know, Prego. Oh. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rocco. I think Rocco's heart just broke a little bit. Um, <laughs> but when I came to college, I had a roommate whose family was all Italian. And just getting to your roommate and whatever, and she was talking about her favorite food. And she said her favorite food was macaroni and gravy. And I'm thinking macaroni and cheese and brown <laughs> gravy. And I'm like, what? That that sounds awful. Gravy. That sounds yeah. awful. And I never really asked because you don't want to be rude, but she grew up not far from where we went to school. Uh, so her mother would stop by sometimes and like drop off food. And I noticed in our little fridge one day, there was this whole tray and it said macaroni and gravy on the tinfoil and Sharpie. And I'm like, I got to see this. And it was like pasta with a real, like a Sunday sauce, like a real hearty meat sauce. And I was like, ah, macaroni and gravy. Now, now I understand what that is. <laughs> but before that, I re- never really had, I had pizza and I had Prego. What you got? Rocco? A funny story about, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> so what is, is the gravy versus sauce? Is that another uh, regional we Italian? Only said, we've only always said sauce. Yeah, we only said sauce too. I never say gravy. I don't know if that's like a part of Italy that has that, or I don't know, or if there's something over here. It's an Italian-American thing, which is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's more like New York City. Mm Post-Italy. Yeah. Post... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have a good Rocco story that I can tell you. Uh Um, (laughs) Uh-oh. No, no, it's a good one. So I've had the the immense pleasure of being able to interview Rocco for stories, and um, he's always a great source, and he's always so knowledgeable and gives me just what I need. Um, But he told me this... This quote that I actually wrote down and I have it um, taped up on the wall up on my desk. And I look at it whenever I just feel kind of bad about stuff. And it was something that his parents used to say. And it was, to get what you want, you must share what you have. And if you haven't been into DeFazio's in Troy, um, you have to go and you will see exactly what that means. Because they are so accommodating and so generous. And walking into that storefront is like walking into Rocco's living room and they love on you so hard. And that's why <laughs> I think everybody comes back to DeFazio's time and time again. And why, I mean, the food is outstanding. The food is, yes. you know, unrivaled, but, um, the service and the accommodation is also unparalleled. It's pretty, pretty fantastic. Well, thank you for that. You're that's, welcome. uh, and I always, it's funny you said that cause I, I like to read the Yelp reviews <laughs> and I, and I especially like it. Because I know the food is good. I mean, that's a given. But I really like it when the uh, Yelp reviewer will say, oh, my God, and the people are so nice. Mm-hmm. And I, that makes me feel better than... Rating the food. Because I know the food's great. <laughs> and you're not going to get... But when they say they appreciate the warmth of... And it's not fake. Yeah. It's... You know, it is like we train our guys or I've trained myself. This is how you should act to people, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's uh, it's part of our upbringing. And, and they're very, the whole family is very generous. As they were mentioning on the show, the stickball tournaments and how much is raised for uh, Joseph House and oh, yeah. um, every year. It's incredible. But I remember last summer I came in. It was late. It was like 1030 and you guys were still open. And I stopped in to grab olive oil. Um, Because Rocco sells fantastic California olive oil. And 
um, there was some a couple that was dining outside. And they were from Ohio, oh, yes. I think. I and <laughs> they had found on Yelp, they weren't even in New York for their honeymoon. They were like in Maine or something. And they heard through the Yelp vine that uh, DeFazio's Pizza was one of the best on the East Coast. And they made a special trip down to Troy, New York, South Troy, to get Rocco's Pizza on their honeymoon. On their honeymoon. And it, I thought that was pretty fantastic. That was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we always like that. And we try to, you know, treat people with real respect. If, and have an, enjoy the whole whole experience. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys for sharing what you guys well, thank have you. on the podcast today. <laughs> thank you. It was a lot of fun. That was Deanna Fox from foxonfood.com and Rocco DeFazio from DeFazio's Pizza in Troy, New York. This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Jim Lavoulis. Our theme is Beach Disco by Dougie Wood. Food Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. And tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge. 